Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree. A guy who knows how to work a DVD player. Talk to you about movies. This week, our first review just won the Academy Award for Best International Film at the Oscars. It's another round. That review's coming up now on this episode of Brownie Points. All right, everybody, welcome. There this might it be is. the most fitting beer pop at the beginning of a uh, review ever. It's dude, right? <laughs> Listeners, welcome to the first time you're hearing us this week. Um, if you missed it uh, in our last episode, uh, by the time you're listening to this, I will have just returned from a little mini vacation. So that's why we didn't have the news on Sunday. If you... Uh, like I said, missed it. Sorry if you missed us on Sunday. Uh, we will have a news episode next week. But for now, we're jumping in right into the reviews. <laughs> and this time, we started with... No personal no- updates. Nothing happened in our lives. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Just a... <laughs> Even though I said I just went on a mini vacation, but no. <laughs> you haven't been yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I know. We take these early, but... Next week, oh my god, next week we're probably going to have like a two-hour um, news update. Because <laughs> we already have a lot of stuff that we could talk about. But um, that's what happens when we do that, I guess. So anyway, the movie, another round. Like I said in the intro, this did just win the Academy Award for Best International Film. Uh, its original title in Denmark was called uh, Dirk. Uh, it's D-R-U-K, uh, but translated from Danish, it is Drunker. So I really I'm, thought you said dirt. No, I was, I'm not going to, well, dir, Dirk, <laughs> that, I guess that's how you say it in Danish, but uh, in English, it translates to drunker, not another round. They just retitled it for the international markets. I think it's a good alternate title. Anyway, it is directed by Thomas Vinterberg, who uh, real deep cinephiles like me remember from uh, working with Lars von Trier on the Dogma 95 manifesto back in the 90s um it was written by mr vinterberg and tobias lindholm and it stars mads mickelson hashtag mad for mads thomas bo larson uh magnus mailing lars ranthi and maria bonavive oh i'm so glad i didn't butcher any of those names or hopefully not as bad as i have before (laughs) um but yeah I have seen this movie twice now. I actually went out of my way to rent it a couple months ago when it was a $7 rental. And I I loved it then. I was very happy to see it win an Academy Award. Uh, I very gladly threw it into the ca- uh, to the calendar when I had nothing else in this week. Because uh, I didn't keep track of the newer rental, per se. But uh, second time around, I still love it. This movie's amazing, not just because Mads Mikkelsen is in it and he's one of my favorite actors, but I, I'm, I, I was so moved by this movie. Like, the, I, yeah, personal note, they, there are some things that happen in this movie that I can relate and empathize with more personally just because of things I've gone through. But I think there's a lot of universal themes in this movie about angst and uh, existential crises and not having control over certain things that you think you can and convincing yourself that you can control them when you really can't. And yeah, what the experiment is that these guys go through is stupid. They shouldn't have done it and they should have known better. They're teachers, but watching them rationalize it and go through it the way that they do with how, with how beautiful and human the performances are, it's, it's easy to, not exactly forgive, but to understand where these characters are coming from, especially when, for me, when you get to the end and it ends the way that it does, it's a sad, but still cathartic kind of way to end the story for these guys. And I was, I was just so moved by it. And it's the journey up to the end. I thought was, it's funny at times. It's sad at times. It's uh, just one of those slice of life character study movies anchored by Mad's amazing performance. I'm still salty. He didn't get an Oscar nod for this, but Thomas did for Best Director, and it won Best 
international film, so I can't complain that much. Uh, <laughs> on our rating scale, a contender for one of the best films that we have seen on the show, if not best film of the year, is a movie so good. You are a brownie pan covered in icing sprinkles and all the fixings on top. Pretty good movie overall. You see full pan of brownies. So, so 50-50 is a half pan of brownies. A pretty bad movie overall is a single brownie, and a contender for one of the worst films we've seen on the show, if not for the year, is a movie that is so bad it is not even a brownie. It is a cookie full of raisins. Second time around for another round, I still give this movie sprinkles. I adore it. Um, if we watched it on the show earlier than when we did our lists, it definitely would have been top 10 on my list for the year. Uh, I, I can't say enough uh, good things about this. Nick, you already kind of spoiled for me what your thoughts were. Uh, let the listeners know. <laughs> so Dan's going to have to explain this to me because I've noticed it too, but I want a better definition of what he meant by slice of life movie. Um, but hey, if you thought uh, it was interesting when we figured out that pacing is a big issue for me, slice of life movies are a big issue for me as well. I give this a cookie. Uh, I will read a couple of my notes to explain why. Uh, my fifth note of the movie is I'm honestly pretty uninterested and bored. My sixth note was at some point a kid's going to get some booze or they're going to sexually assault a minor. I'm predicting it now. And, uh, I just, I, I learned with this movie, uh, I'm not going to read my, my rating one because it contains a spoiler, but, um, I learned in this movie, one of the worst movies to watch that you have to watch and you can't turn off and just stop is a foreign film that you have to watch with subtitles that you aren't the slightest bit interested in. Um, I don't care about this movie. I don't care about the characters. I think they're incredibly childish. Um... I think they're idiots, especially when they're like, but we have to keep going. No, you don't. You can just stop because I don't know if you know this. This is really ethically wrong and stupid. So maybe, maybe just if you want to get drunk, get drunk with your friends at night. There's no, you don't need to try and justify it as some noble research thing. And if you want to change your life, maybe actually put forth effort into changing your life. Uh, I find them, like I said, childish and stupid i don't find anything about this noble you're just alcoholics that's all you're being is you're just alcoholics um i don't it's just i don't care like i don't i don't find them all that enjoyable or endearing um i don't care about their relationship problems i i just i find all of them so stupid and childish and i like i keep saying back i keep going back to the word childish that's what it seems like because there are several instances where they're like, well, do we quit? And they act like it's noble. And I'm like, it's not noble. You're just being alcoholics. Just stop doing the drinking thing. Maybe get drunk with your friends on the weekends or at night or something like that. But Or put, effort, put forth different effort to change your life. But this is a really dumb thing you're doing. And I don't feel sad for you when it's kind of biting you in the butt. So I gave it a cookie. I don't really find this like... It could be a cultural thing too, you know. It's it's about the drinking culture in a foreign country, so maybe I'm just not being open minded. I don't know, but I really don't care about this movie. I never want to watch it again. <laughs> it, and it's not even. It doesn't like make me outraged. It's just one of those things where I was like, I just don't care, and I couldn't even like passively pay attention to the movie because I didn't know what was being said. Right. This is once again. So I went. I we, went through. I went through large chunks of not paying attention at all because I was like, I don't feel like reading anymore because I don't care. And I would just look at my phone or just do something else. Look up and like, oh, I guess this is happening now. Interesting. Yeah. I. This and is. I want you to explain slice of life movies because I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Movies like this, but I don't know how to really define it. That right. I, I don't like them, really. Yeah, I've gotten Nothing, that. By the way, spoiler, and then and then and then spoiler-free thing. I don't really find it all that interesting because nothing of really any importance happens in this movie until something happens to one specific character right before the movie ends. See, that's 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 another thing. Our definitions of 
some oh, well no, no okay i can I'll, I'll i can phrase what i'm trying to phrase i want to answer your question first though um a slice of life movie i actually pulled up the definition while you're talking i was listening but this has phrased it better than i could um it is a narrative technique in which a seemingly arbitrary sequence of events in a character's life is presented, often lacking plot development, conflict, and exposition, as well as having an open ending. Uh, slice of life refers I will, to I will 100% agree. I will 100% agree. This lacks any plot development. Just, hey, we're going to keep drinking. See, I... Yeah, I... Have a, I guess I should have picked up on this more since we've been doing this for two and a half years now, but that's so. it's so funny to me that you... When it comes to a movie like this, where it's like a, its story is like a documentary, where it's just the mundanity of like things going on day to day, but we're following a character as Which they're dealing with some sort I of conflict. Which is weird because I love documentaries. But when presented and filmed as like a narrative feature, where it's not the plot that keeps you hooked, it's being in the moment. You, you do not connect with movies that want you to be in the moment. You need a plot. You need, uh, <laughs> you need all these other things that, um, say like Tree of Life doesn't have, and this doesn't have, and you don't like just watching. You know what's life. funny when I think of <laughs> once when you I think hated, of movies to compare once. this to. Sorry. Yeah, once sucked. You know, um, <laughs> and I actually don't even remember once what happened in once. That was the guitarist and the uh, the girl making the album. Oh god, that sucked. Um another slice of life movie. <laughs> well, a lot of my problems also stem from the fact that they just played the same two songs 20 times. Um but uh when I think of a movie to compare this to, I think of Where'd You Go Bernadette a lot. Oh yeah, we did watch that movie. I honestly and barely to be remember honest that with you, movie. I'd anymore. much rather watch Where'd You Go I'd I'd much rather watch Where'd You Go Bernadette than this. Ugh. I Ugh. really would. Something happens in it. No. Granted, granted, not much, but something does happen in it. Things happen in this movie. I'm 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 curious what you mean by like nothing happens in this movie because things do happen in this movie. We are the, okay. the whole okay. Le- okay, we're in okay we're in the spoiler section. Just so our listeners know, here's what happens in this movie. This one guy doesn't like his life. And then his friends kind of call him out on how joyless he is. So he decides the best solution to this problem is to start day drinking even when he's supposed to be at his job. So some, and then someone pees the bed. He gets in an argument with his wife and then nothing. And then goes by and then one guy dies on his boat and then the movie's over. It's a two hour movie. Someone pees the bed. A guy gets in an argument with his wife. That's not really that notable. That could have been taken out of the movie and it wouldn't matter. And then the only thing that really matters that actually is like a large impact moment in this movie is an hour and 30 minutes in, some guy dies. There's so, no, there's, there's more. There's so much more. I No, there's not. Yes, there is. Hey, we're back. Uh, the internet didn't like that mommy and daddy were fighting. Um, <laughs> we we were in the middle of a very heated debate, though, about how much actually does or doesn't happen in the movie. And uh, to which I was saying, Nick, I very much disagree with you. I think I think part of it is what you were saying before, though, about like culturally what drinking means to, to them. Because we start with watching that race, and then it's not that they another another important thing too as the person that like cracks a beer like every week on air um i don't like drinking games really like beer pong is about as much as i like and i'm gonna be 100 honest with you i'm one of those people where i'm like just shut up and shove as much alcohol in your face as possible <laughs> you I, have just like resp- again responsibly but like I'm not one of those people where it's like, well, yeah, like what I'm not like, no, just shut up and drink. Like I don't, I don't get, I don't get drinking games. And in fact, they kind of annoy me because I'm like, why do you need a, why do you need an excuse to drink? Just drink it. You and I cannot be so, I, I, I mean, I enjoy just drinking the drink too, but I, I love making a 
fun social experience of it too. I oh, really I like I like that. having a fun social experience. Like, I enjoy drinking around people. What I'm saying is, as I long as it involves like, sitting. <laughs> well, no, it's it's more it's more of people. They're like, all right, here's what we got to do. We got to make it a game. Why? Why do you need to have a game? Just be an adult and shove that down your throat. Dude, I, I would I would participate in that race if I was about five or seven years younger. I would so have participated in that race. <laughs> I have to write down my swears. Oh, it's okay. I'm just saying I would I would so have participated in that race. That, that honestly looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> I just I, I don't know what it is. I've I've always been the type of person where I I just I don't need an excuse to put a bunch of alcohol in my face. And I know that sounds terrible and I don't mean it to sound as bad as it does, but like, no, you don't just you just, drink like, yeah, I, I get what you're, just, I get what you're saying. You're not, you're not talking alcoholic. I get what you're saying. I just, yeah. Like just shove it in, just, just <laughs> force it down your, th- and I get like, this sounds horrible, but like <laughs> you need a reason to just like, like, okay. We do, not, if this happens, we do a shot. Like, why don't we just do a shot? I will just do a shot right now. That's a I. That's so weird that you are so appalled at the thought of like, let's make a game out of it instead of like, because that yeah, you drinking is drinking, but like, I lo- the idea of making it more fun. I like is like an inconvenience it's not supposed for you. To be fun. <laughs> We're supposed to sit in silence and feel bad at the end. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know, I dude. And it, the thing that's funny, no, I, I've I'm been not... that way since I started. Like, really? I yeah, I remember. The, I remember the like the first couple times I played drinking games. They're like, well, if this happens, we do this. Is like, why don't we just drink it now? And they're like, well, it's because it's the game. I was like, can I drink it now? And they're like, well, yeah, but you just have to refill. And I was like, so more beer. <laughs> what is the problem? <laughs> oh my god! I'm I not remember, gonna. Do- I remember I had friends in college. They were playing Kings. And I invented my own version of it. In Kings, I don't really know the rules, but someone drinks, right? Well, in my version of Kings, anytime anyone drank, I drank. And, nice. And that is the story of how I drank three quarters of a bottle of Jack Daniels in two hours. I bet you did. <laughs> Taco Bell the next morning was fun. I... I'll save my stories for a Patreon wall, let's say. Um, <laughs> but I... Oh, I've got way more stories, but I'm just saying, like, that was my version of Kings. Is that it was like, oh, you're drinking? Now I'm drinking. You're drinking? Now I'm drinking. And then I got to me and I was like, wait a minute. If I'm drinking and I take a drink every time someone drinks, when do I stop drinking? <laughs> the answer is never. <laughs> Dude, it was a fun night. Let me put it that way. It was a fun night. I I bet it was. I I won't tell. I don't. Uh, no, I don't have any stories I want to tell on Mike. But um. I woke up. I woke up the next morning, and I remember laying in bed. I'm not kidding. For a solid two hours, trying to convince myself to just lay down, and I didn't have to pee, because if I was like, if I get up, I'm so hungover, I'm gonna vomit the moment I get up, and I did. Two hours later. <laughs> I won't tell the whole story, but I have one night where I definitely woke up on my friend's couch and they asked me if I felt okay. And I said, outside of the hangover, yes. And they were like, okay, because uh, before you were on the couch, you were here. And I was <laughs> uh, and I was on the floor with my hand in a trash can. It was a good night. <laughs> What about the t- so this so this has been mentioned on air one of my drinking escapades, um I called Dan, hammered, hammered drunk, yes and I'm talking on the phone to Dan, and as I'm talking my brain is like hey this is a good time to take a drink because you're listening to a story, so I took a drink while listening to a story. The problem is the story I was listening to was the story I was telling, so. <laughs> The beer went all over my shirt, and I went, I missed my mouth. And Dan's like, well, buddy, I'm going to have to let you go. (laughs) All I was doing was just hanging out in my apartment. I was living by myself at the time, and I was just like, all right, buddy, 
I'm gonna watch the movie I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> so what's even what's even funnier? Friend of the show, uh, Justin, was there that night. <laughs> And I was like, he's like, he he looks over and he's like, who are you just on the phone with? And I was like, Dan. And he goes, that. <laughs> he told me like the next day, it was like that poor guy had to listen to that nonsense with no context. Still one of the greatest phone calls I've ever had in my life. That was so funny. But where was where? Oh, um. So so but let me let me put that into perspective. Look, everyone's young. Everyone's young at some point. Everyone likes to everyone likes to have some alcohol a lot of alcohol at some point in their life. For some reason for me, I didn't like drinking games. <laughs> I still don't and I think that's part of what gets lost on me in this is just like they're like, "Oh yeah, it's fun and they cares parameters to it." It's like, "Just drink. Why? Like what well, is all these rules to the drinking? Just drink just shove it in your hole." Okay, well, with the drinking game, like, that being part of, like, the graduation ceremony and, like, things that they do on the weekend, that's one thing. I want to talk about, like, the experiment itself, because this is the... Oh, the incredibly childish thing that they should be shamed for? This is the crux of the movie. It's not Mads that... Mads is, like, the instigator and the one that gets really into it the most, but it was um, one of the other... No, 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 no. I would say he's the one that gets into it the most. I'd say the guy that shows up to work drunk and then also dies as a result of his alcoholism at the end of the movie, that's probably the guy that got into it the most. Oh, uh, fair point. Yes, fair point. Um, But yes, the the one... (laughs) You know, the guy that had the horrible (laughs) repercussions of his actions. Yeah, uh, I can't remember if it was Peter or Nikolai that... um, said the idea at the table but um they present the idea to the group hey i heard about this experiment that that could prove that the well, human it, body is missing it, some it, alcohol it starts it starts it starts with like i said matt milkelson is kind of like just going through the motions and has hit a rut in his life and he's having like a midlife crisis of oh god i've gotten old and he goes to dinner with these guys and they kind of like kind of get on like you know spice it up loosen up you know Every once in a while, it's okay to skick a do. And um, he takes that to mean start getting alcohol in your system and then go to work. Like, take the edge off. And then he says something to he says something to one of his friends, one of his friends that he says it to for some reason gets super excited about that. Like, I don't know. Like, he's just like, you got drunk and went to work. Seriously, let's make this a research program. The, yeah, they weird prop- jump. The guy proposes the idea, and Mads, yeah, Mads decides to try it himself, and then the other guy's just like, oh, "You didn't die or get arrested. Let's make it a let's let's do it." But honestly, like I, I get why everybody gets on board with it because they all we see they're all to various degrees not as bad as Mads, but um, until we find out Tommy's way worse. Um, <laughs> they've they've all got pretty boring lives. Exactly. And this, this is not the crap. This is not the crap on anyone that's a teacher, but like, they they just go to school, teach to kids that don't care and they can't identify with, and then they just go home to marriages that have lost their luster, and they're now middle aged men, and they don't really get to go have much fun anymore. And like, exactly. I I get it. Like, I get, I get, I get the appeal of our lives suck, but. I don't. I don't see anything noble, and this is a noble experiment. No, this is just a reason for you to escape your reality under and just lie to yourself to say that it's a it's a experiment when really you just are trying to escape your life and be drunk constantly. That's all you're doing. They are, they are convincing themselves to do. Th- they're convincing themselves that this is the key. Well, they're to, not convincing me. This it's not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to empathize and feel bad while they're doing this experiment and then and when the happy ending happens except for tommy when they accept that hey life isn't actually like all that bad life could be so much more worse there are reasons to be happy and they find the spark to make them happy to be alive and want to teach again like paying your bed and blaming it's it not, on a child it's a it is it's this movie is homer this movie is homer at the end of the uh the alcohol episode of The Simpsons, when he says, to alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. This is a dramatic feature pretty much based on that quote. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny to me that, like, I, and, well, I mean, not funny to me, but, like, 
I like that you see this as just like, you guys are idiots. Why are you doing this? And to me, I'm the one that's just I like, just oh my God, these guys are, I feel, I feel bad for these guys. And you're just, and you I, don't. <laughs> I just see this. I just see this as a two hour. Hey, look at these pathetic losers being alcoholics and lying to themselves saying it's a scientific study. That's, I, that's what I see in this. Well, they realize, they realize like they were in, over, they realize at the end of the day, they don't just end up becoming alcoholics, except for Tommy. Like, all of them but Tommy get out of it and realize that it was a stupid mistake. They shouldn't have done it in the first place. And they then realize, like, oh, we were so miserable, we convinced ourselves this terrible idea was a good idea. Like, and then they bond over Tommy passing away, and they all get to recoup their lives a little bit. Like, even though Mads gets dumped, his wife wants to take him back. And I... It's what about it's the guy? A, what about the guy's wife? That like I thought this was a total overreaction. The guy comes home drunk one time, pees the bed, and you're like, "I'm going to my sister's." Like, calm down. Well, there was, there surely were other times and other things. Like, that was just the he's tipping. just giving her golden showers every night, and she's like, "That's it, I'm drawing the line." Well, this is the wife that also before the bender started, she has the kids, and it's just like, "Oh, are you guys all pissed drunk already?" And then. When he yeah, comes home, is, she's a real judgmental jerk. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> she's a, <laughs> she's what? Uh, um, oh my God, she's uh, Walter's wife. A buzzkill. She's Walter's wife of this. Oh movie. my God, she is the Skyler of this movie. Yeah, Skyler. That's okay. It. So I'm not really all that interested in discussing this movie. Skyler from oh Breaking Bad. I, <laughs> Shane. I can't stand her. Shane, this movie is for you. This review is for you, by the way. I forgot to say it at the top. Shane agrees with yeah. me that this is one of the best films of the year. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I don't think I could actually say that this is a terrible movie. I could just say I thoroughly despise this movie. Because <laughs> you can't... Like, this, you don't empathize with these characters whatsoever. No. I empathize, Okay, I empathize with the uh, kid that sucks at sports because I sucked at, at being an athlete when I was younger because of my asthma, so I identify with that kid. Oh my god! I was watching this with my I was watching this with my girlfriend, and she got so upset. Well, not so upset. She like jokingly was just like, "Oh my god, Specs! Oh, and he's wearing his soccer uniform!" And like, it cracked me up so much because I knew that was coming, and she just she I loved see. Specs. I can't remember if I had any notes on that kid. You said you were, that was the kid that you suspected was going to get drunk and like take this movie like in that direction. I thought I actually okay, I did think that was who was going because, like I said, I called it pretty early on. They are going to have a kid consume alcohol and they get caught, or they're going to get drunk and sexually assault a minor. Is is what my prediction was of how it was going to go bad, and I was right. They there is a kid that gets alcohol, but there's no real ramifications for this one kid. Like they're just like, look, it calmed his nerves for this finals. Like, See, that's another thing that happens. There are things that happen in this movie, but it's not in the traditional sense of, like, A to B to, what's, like, what's, a normal what's plot. The, okay, okay, if you're saying that... No, I'm not saying nothing happens. I'm saying nothing of note happens. Nothing noteworthy happens in this movie. And by noteworthy, uh, any anything, meaning anything that has a large ramification on the outcome of this movie, that kid getting some alcohol and passing that test... Makes that one teacher slightly more happy at the end of the movie. That's it. You can delete that scene. Nothing's different. It's I'm ex- talking scenes. I'm talking yeah. scenes. If you delete it, it drastically changes the outcome of this movie. That guy dying from the boat. You take that out. A big chunk of the story changes. The rest of the stuff in this movie, if you were to remove it, doesn't really change the movie all that much. You're not wrong, but at the same time, it's all these little pieces. I'm always right. It's these little pieces (laughs) to the bigger story. That's the whole point of it, though. Like that's, it's all these little things that all involve alcohol. Mm -hmm. That's that's my point. All these little things amount to nothing. It doesn't amount to nothing. I I humbly no, it doesn't. This movie is about it's about life and finding that spark that makes life worth living whatever that spark is for you and how how one could go about finding it when they lose it being pissed drunk all the time is is the reason for these people <laughs> they don't they're not alcoholics they embrace an alcoholic tendency 
for the sake of an experiment because they just don't realize that that is sure. how ridiculous sake of an they experiment. Are. Sure. Oh my gosh! I actually one thing I want to um, bring to your attention. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to make you feel bad because I know it probably won't. But I the won't. Uh, um, part of this movie um, that's important. Well, not of it. I'm getting tongue tied. Thomas Vinterberg, when he accepted the Academy Award for this movie, he talked about an early event that happened right as this movie started filming. He lost his daughter in a DUI accident. She wasn't drunk. She was hit by a drunk driver, and she was supposed to be in the movie. Um, She was supposed to be one of Matt's kids in the movie. and um, Which is funny because at a certain point, he's talking about having dinner with their two sons, and I was like... I for some reason thought they had three kids and one of them was a daughter. No, it was it was going to be two daughters. One of them was going to be his real daughter, but then they switched it to two boys. And he was talking about how losing her while making this movie about well, it was more it was about just alcohol at the start, but then this existential element came into it because that happened to him and it became a cathartic experience for him because he couldn't control what happened. It was an accident and it lost, it killed his daughter, but it ended up being that much more to him, this much more personal for him. And in a weird way, I'm not trying at all to make light of her death, but in a way, I think that added an element to this movie that felt more personal. Like when I heard him talk about that story and then now a week later watching the movie again, like I got emotion, I, I got emotional, more emotional this time than I did the first time. Just like Jesus Christ, like I could feel, I could feel like the, the pain that he must have been going through while making this movie. Not just because it's a DUI and this movie's about alcohol, but I could feel, especially at the very end, like that had to have been him to a certain extent when the movie came out and it was getting as much praise as it did because he then he ended up making it for her like she's the four credit at the end of it like i can't remember her name but but yeah i just i didn't know if you were aware i know you didn't watch the oscars but i didn't know if you read like any trivia after you watched this or anything like that no i turned it off and went on with my day (laughs) i've it's actually strange um like I said, I, I learned watching this movie that one of the worst things you can have to do is watch a foreign film that you have to have subtitles on for because you can't listen to it with a dub. And just not caring. I, do, I, like I said, my fifth note in this movie is I'm so uninterested and bored. I I didn't care. This movie very quickly did not suck me in. Like right. I, at some point, even one of my notes is, "My God, is this another midlife crisis movie?" Like, I didn't care. I, I didn't care about the characters. I just, whatever. Like, your life sucks, and you want to get drunk. Shocker! That happens with a lot of people, and I, I don't find like, no one's okay except for the guy that died. No one's lives really get that destroyed by this. Well, they get. We see that they got to cut, get back together because that's the falling action of this movie: is that their wives forgave them and they were able to be happy again. So, I mean, they were. Someone but... should have wound up in jail. Someone should have wound up in jail. Someone should have wound up in rehab. Someone should have wound up just fine. You do, really you, how it should have happened. You can't accept one guy that. dies. You can't accept one the guy happy dies. ending. <laughs> no, one guy dies. One guy has to live in incarceration. One guy has to go to rehab. One guy ends up just fine. Show me the broad spectrum of what can happen. But no, you show one guy die, three guys that are kind of okay at the end. I that's I don't know what to say. I <laughs> I love the way this movie ended. I like that it was more of a celebration. I didn't. Of like, I, I, I actually started yelling at my TV, just end. My God, I don't need a dance scene. You weren't entertained at all seeing him get sprayed by the champagne and when he kicked the can it almost smoked the camera. Like did you notice no. that it first of all first of all, these kids should not be wasting champagne like that. Champagne's awesome. Uh, um, uh, uh. Champagne's good to bring in the new year and that's about it. <laughs> oh, I love champagne. I hate wine, which is really weird that I like champagne, but I love champagne. That's hilarious. I I don't except to ring in the new year, I hate champagne. I'm a I'm a beer guy and occasionally a nice whiskey guy. (laughs) 
Um, beer, whiskey, sometimes vodka. Um, I really like champagne. Gin's okay. Actually, have a actually if have you, a nice. I've, you just remind me. If you me, think I, Red's Apple Ale is actual beer, you need to stop. You just reminded me. I actually do have a nice bottle of wine I got from uh, Brown County last month. I haven't that I haven't tapped yet. <laughs> Start choking it now. Oh yeah, let me let me run downstairs and crap it. <laughs> I'll drink. Um, I'll drink. I'll drink two bottles of wine on the treadmill, and I don't know why I'm losing weight. Or I'm not losing weight. It's not empty calories. <laughs> so something. Something. Speak, speaking of running and losing weight, uh, last weekend uh, on Friday, I weighed myself. For those of you that care about my weight loss, because I don't care about discussing this movie, and um, <laughs> I weighed two thirty nine. So I'm down 23 pounds this week. I've not been able to run because I pretty sure I should have broke my ankle this past weekend when I went fishing. Um, I slipped on a rock and turned 90 degrees. My leg pushed forward while my heel was stuck on a rock. So it twisted, pushed and pivoted like, and rolled all those moments. Like I'm not kidding. I fell down and I was like, all right, the pain's going to kick of a broken ankle is going to kick in in three, two, one. I don't feel any problem. I still don't feel anything. Oh, okay. I guess I got to find. Like, I actually was like, I just destroyed my ankle. <laughs> like, I really was like, I, I'm going to need assistance up the hill and back to my car. And I was like, oh, it's fine. It, it got twisted and rolled and it hurt. But as bad as it could and probably should have been based on the angle I fell and the force that went through it. Yeah, I should have destroyed that ankle. Uh, yikes. I've been there before with cross-country running i i i know the i know the ankle pain that you were describing <laughs> i caught i caught a pretty decent amount of fish though was this you know what uh, funny in this movie what what i was i was saying did you fish after or before this movie well before like a couple days before okay i just i couldn't remember when you watched this, this movie this was this was the day the day the day i went fishing this was the day i kept sending you pictures of fish and was like oh my god they woke up oh yeah <laughs> i was oh, okay yeah no I was, oh the day the day i went fishing that's the day that i watched um dukes of hazard okay okay we just watch our we watch our movies on drastically different schedules like we talked about yeah. before and i just i'm getting my days mixed up <laughs> so I, I'm sorry. I really like. I, I think I even texted you. I was like, I'm tempted to tell you to just cancel this review because I barely watched the movie. God damn, really? Yeah, you, like, yeah, you again. didn't. You didn't text me that. <laughs> I at a certain point, I just stopped caring, and I was like, I don't even know what's happening in this movie because I can't listen to it, so I just don't care, and I just didn't pay attention really. I've been tapped out. Well, no, okay, not. I'm trying to think last time this happened to me and like i, I was, said i i will not say this is i will not say this is a bad movie it's just one that doesn't work for me and it doesn't work to the point where i really don't care so you need i'm tra- I'm trying to dissect it i'm trying to word exactly like nick's criteria for what he needs to be you know what the better version movie. of this do you know what the better mm-hmm. version of this movie is it's a movie we've already reviewed Ooh, it wasn't the way back because that was bad. Um, Requiem for a Dream is a thousand times better than this movie. I ooh, which one do I like more? That's actually a good question. I don't know which one I like. I don't know which one I like more personally. That's that's okay. No, that is perfect though. That is a perfect. That's a perfect way to describe who each of us are. Like. Our tastes. I, I gotta say see some. I gotta see some messed up stuff happen to these people. And one guy dying off screen on his boat. Like, how did he die? Did he fall in and drown, or did he just fall down and drown in his own vomit, or did he like? D- did um, did Nick, the, the boat do- sink? Like, what? How did he die? We just see him go on the boat. We just see the dog is the only thing moving around at some point, and then the, and then the one guy. When they're celebrating something, you see the one guy come over and whisper something in his ear, and then they're just at this guy's funeral. I don't actually even know how this guy died. Did it? Does it matter? Does it really matter though? Like the fact that he died, I I assume he killed himself. No, no, no. I, I'm not even. I'm not saying that it matters. It's just, in my opinion, that's 
kind of lazy is just he died how'd he die well he's dead and it's because of alcohol it's like i don't i don't find that lazy i think it's i think it's a i think it's kind of unnecessarily bleak for the rest of the tone of this movie the like he's dead we don't i i don't think we needed to see like him slit his own wrist or shoot himself or whatever happened like i kind of like just it could have been suicide and you don't know well because did he did he actually get fired because he showed up drunk to that meeting. He probably did. It didn't say with any certainty. He was on a leave, but I think he killed himself before. Or he was fired and just we didn't hear it on camera. It's it's one of those details that the that the director just lets you fill in the blank yourself. Because he's trying to tell a different... like He's trying to tell something bigger than like these fine, finer details. He, he died by a T-Rex mixed with a pterodactyl picking him up and then it started flying away and then it dropped him in the water and then it picked him up and then it dropped him and then it picked it up and then it dropped him and then this giant dinosaur came up out of the water and it ate him and the pterodactyl (laughs) t-rex ah that'd be funny the uh i thought you were gonna say something (laughs) i just just thinking about this movie like just I don't know. I I, I didn't. I, this is this is hands down is probably one of the worst reviews. Just I I don't have much to go on. I just didn't like the movie, uh, because it was in a foreign language and I had to have subtitles on the entire time. The moments where I checked out, I just didn't even know what was going on in the movie. But like I didn't care. I found I found the motivation childish. Uh, I just like man up and say my life sucks and I want to make a change. Take up a hop, build a boat, start drinking with your friend. like. I don't even have a problem with them taking up drinking. Just don't do it as a quote-unquote study or while you're at your job. Just get pissed drunk at night. Who cares? Like, whatever. But, like... You're a lot more okay, emotional. Well, well, don't... don't. Okay, what I mean is don't develop a problem. Like, drink responsibly and everything. But, like, what I'm getting at is, like, if you want to just start going out, like, start going out at night, drinking with your friends, and talking and having a good time, do that. Like, do... That's kind of what I do with Dan with this show is I just crack a beer and we just tell funny stories about movies and stuff. But like, it's just kind of like, I don't view them as noble or courageous. I view them as kind of pathetic losers. But that's part of the point though, is that they're not doing this. They, they aren't courageous and they realize that they aren't courageous in the end of it. Like you're supposed to feel bad and, like yeah, you. It's funny watching them. I don't be feel drunk, bad, but that's the thing. That's the thing is, exactly what you're saying is you're supposed to see them as losers and feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for them because I think they're being incredibly childish by what their solution is. I think their solution's stupid. So then, when they do get the happy, okay. Now, so then, when they get the happy ending, after all, you already yeah. hated them. So now you're even yeah. more mad that they got out of it. I see. I, okay. Exactly. Now I have. They're, now they're, I have the they're roadmap. Being, they're being rewarded for being stupid. I I now I now see the entire roadmap of where you started to where you're ended and, and why you hate this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's one of those things where like I don't. I don't see them suffering, really. I really don't see them suffering. Like, okay, yeah, I do see, like, a couple of their marriages are screwed up. The one guy dies. I don't know about the other guy. But, like, I see that they encounter issues through this. And at and at every moment that I see them encountering an issue, they always go to, do we push through? Do we persevere for this quote-unquote experiment? And I'm like, it's not an experiment. You're just being... You're just doing alcoholic behavior under the guise of, well, it's for a science experiment. No, it's because you're being a child. It's it's just a co- stop drinking, hand up, handle your problems, and just say, I don't like my life and uh, the way it's going, and I want to change it and move forward and stop being a pathetic loser. It's a coping me- mechanism that... It's just that's all it is. It's a coping mechanism that is harmful, and well, they just... Well, coping mechanism sucks. Well, I, I, that's not the point. If that sucks or not, it's the one that they choose, and they want to do this experiment, and they of well, no, course what I'm, what I'm saying they of course realize this, it's stupid goes, when it's too late. This goes back to what we were saying about drinking games earlier. I don't, I don't understand, or not understand. I don't really care that you're trying to come up with a reason to drink. Are you over the Are you over the legal drinking age? 
then just drink. Just do that. Just. See, I mean, I don't... again, don't develop, don't develop a problem. But like, what I'm getting at is, if you're over the legal age of drinking and you're like, you know what, my life's boring. Occasionally, like one, one or two nights a week, maybe on the weekends, I just want to get through the work week and be like, you know what, this week sucked. But you know what? It's Friday night. We're going to go over to Tom's. Uh, Steve is going to be wearing a lampshade over his head. I'm going to pee into a milk carton, and then we're going to make Dave drink it. And you know what? It's going to be fun because we're going to have Jägermeister. I don't have – like, whatever, dude. Just, if you're if you're bored and you want to start having a social life and, like, socially – like, I don't know if partying is the right word, but just, like, loosening up and having a good time with your friends, just do that. But what you're doing in this movie – I don't understand the need to justify it, really. And also, like, why are you doing it while you're supposed to be at work? But, like, I don't understand the need for justifying it. It's not It's not the, It's not. not the excuse to drink, though. They want to feel better during life. It's not about becoming drunk. Take ecstasy. <laughs> at work. I'm kidding. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't take ecstasy. Do the, not take drugs. It's about trying to find the find the spark and they just yeah they decide a bad way to go about it but that's what they're trying to do like that's how Mads becomes a better teacher is he gets a little tipsy and he can co- teach better all of them can teach better the one guy can coach better but then of course because it's alcohol they overdo it and they then realize oh this was a terrible idea after all and Mads almost loses everything and then the other guy does so there is that bleakness where it does get to that point that you're looking for but then I see what you're saying for your opinion. I disagree, but I see how it loses you when it gets when it rewards them with like, "Hey, your life is going to be okay after all, and drinking is okay. Yeah. We know how to drink I, in moderation now." I I really I get I really why you don't like it. To, I just don't agree. <laughs> I really I really need this movie to develop like Requiem for a Dream. I need these people's lives to go terrible. I because I, I really need I, I really need the <laughs> I really need the I'm desperate for something to change and then. I think I can find it through the like, really, you know what I need is I need the song master of puppets. <laughs> I need them to just lose all control and have to bow down and obey their master being the alcohol is what I need. I don't need, Hey, we got out of it and we're all fine. Except, except for Philip, that guy's dead. Like I need one guy's dead. One guy's in jail. One guy's in uh rehab. And I am actually okay if they give me three bad... Actually, instead of giving me three good endings and a bad ending, give me three bad endings and a good ending. I'm fine if one guy comes out scot-free. Because you know what? Everybody is able to handle handle stuff their own way. Maybe some guy does understand how to do it in moderation. Or knows when to turn it off. Or knows how to handle himself. Or doesn't lose himself in it. I'm fine if one of them does it. I'm not cool if three out of the four guys wind up perfectly fine and the one guy that's not fine dies. I get what, I get what you mean. I mean, it, maybe that's a person. Hmm. I get, I get where you're, I don't agree with I it, need, but it's, I, I, get where, I get where you're coming from. Here's okay. So it's a risky behavior in this movie. What I need is I need more ramifications for risky behavior in a movie than confirmation of, well, we were right. We can get out of it. I think that's where the cultural thing it's, comes from. It's though. not. I think that's. It's I think not that's that part easy of, to turn off. I think that's part it's of. Not. I think that's part of what he was talking about, though. Where this movie did come from a place of celebrating alcohol, at least to a certain point before his daughter died. Like, because yeah. this movie was supposed to be a celebration of alcohol, like, and I guess that would have been more of a cultural, like, what it means to the people of Denmark, the country he's from, but. I think it kind of steps away from outright celebrating alcohol and more just like, like I said, that spark of life and just alcohol happens to be a part of the story. Like, if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. You know what they should have replaced alcohol with in this movie? Guns? No, Rally's French fries. Oh. (laughs) I thought that, I thought, I was just trying to guess what you were going to (laughs) guess. I'm glad there's not guns. You know what they should have, you know what they should have replaced it with? Cars and family. (laughs) <laughs> coronas <laughs> oh my god what if we only saw them drinking coronas in this movie Ugh, i'd feel really bad for them because corona's gross that's all right if you put lime in it um or just don't drink it <laughs> so before we wrap up uh who said uh, i'm done no i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> i really don't have that much else to say about this movie either 
so okay, uh, before we wrap up and get to the Nicolas Cage question, we've talked a lot about alcohol and a lot about drinking a lot of alcohol and stuff like that. We've both told stories of when we were inebriated. The main thing to remember: drink responsibly, and be and be responsible if you are drinking alcohol is the main thing to take away. And also, do it if you are of age. Um, or don't buy only, it for don't buy for minors. Only par- be do it do. All you're drinking legally is the right way. I don't know the right way to word that, but like be responsible, do do it the legal way, be smart, all that stuff. Who would you cast Nicolas Cage to be in this movie and why? I would cast him I would cast him either as Tommy, but I'm also hesitant of that because we did get him playing Tommy in leaving Las Vegas. Like it that's literally his character in leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> He's trying to kill himself in Vegas. That's the that's leaving Las Vegas. So, I mean, that's too on the nose. But I also kind of just I know how good he can be in that role. So, like, see where the conflict of my mind is. Like, I would love to see him as Tommy, but also I know I've already seen him as Tommy, so what's the point? <laughs> yeah. My pick is Specs. <laughs> So is it Nick Cage in a soccer uniform or his face superimposed on specs? <laughs> it's Nick Cage in a soccer uniform. But here's the thing. It's Nick Cage today, but he's wearing the clothes. Like the shirt he wears is the size shirt that that kid wore. So like it like only comes down like just below it, his neck. <laughs> it would look it would look like an oversized gator mask. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. His, me... his, so- his sock barely covers his foot. I would like to see Nick Cage at the funeral put the rose on the coffin with his shirt like around his shoulders like a bad he, tank top. He he goes to kick the ball and he just like drills that goalie in the stomach and knocks the wind out of him because he kicked it at like fifty miles an hour or whatever. And the kid's like, <laughs> and he just like runs up and he kicks the ball and the goalie and he starts stomping on the kid's back with his cleats. Do ooh Woody. <laughs> but again, like we said. Uh, be responsible with alcohol. Um, we've all had some laughs, uh, in this episode because of it telling stories, but yeah, be responsible. All the stuff that you hear with advertisements and stuff for to please drink responsibly. Um, and legally and whatever. I don't know the right words for it, but yeah, just be, be responsible with it. Um, but yeah, I'm done talking about this movie that you, that you like. That is a-okay. I... Now let's go to a movie that we both don't really like. Yes. Uh, Shane, that is for you. That is all we have. Don't ever recommend another movie. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please continue to recommend movies. <laughs> I was going to say, you can, ki- you can keep giving me like, recommendations on Letterboxd. <laughs> Dan's like, hey, Shane, Shane gave us a review. And I'm just like, no! <laughs> like, throw a chair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Guys, that is all we have for you on another round. We're going to take a brief break, and then we'll remind you what our second Dude, of the week is. Dude, shut up. You can get a free cake with a 10-piece meal at Long John Silver's? I, okay. Too, too bad the Long John Silver's closed a couple blocks away from too me. Too bad all of them are closing. There's, um, by where I work, since we're going to talk about food. By where I work, there is a uh, a gyro place that is in a very obviously was a Long John Silver's restaurant, and now it's not a Long John Silver's. Oh. <laughs> but, like, you look at the sign, you look at the restaurant, you go inside, and you see it, and you're like, you were a Long John Silver's at some point. <laughs> that's, like, um, that's like this pawn shop I used to live by in Orlando that clearly used to be a Wendy's. <laughs> what a... What about what about the karate studio in our hometown that obviously was a bank? Wait, which one? Which It's the one that someone drove through. Not a joke oh! about it being a bank. The one that yeah, the one that's by where I used to live and where you're yeah. uh, where you're at and someone just yeah. drove through the wall of it by the liquor store. Oh no, I I saw that wall with my eyes on a beer run I did uh a yeah. couple like when it happened a couple months ago. I saw that hole. <laughs> It's actually gone now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. Cue the outro music. All 
All right, everybody, that is it for our first review of the week. Thank you, Idlemar from Fuge, for the bumper music. We really appreciate it, as always. This Thursday, guys, we have a trip into the time machine, per usual, that Nick, per usual, has picked. Remind everybody where we're going to be going on Thursday. Is it 2005? Yes, 2005. 2005, the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, yes. Sean William Scott, Johnny Knoxville, Jessica Simpson when she was relevant. They're all there. And Willie Nelson, because why not? Uh, that is our time machine for the week. And, by the way, uh, for those of you who um, tried to watch it before hearing this review and went on the assumption that it was on Hulu because I said that, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was up on Hulu for two days after uh, I made that announcement. So it was already gone from Hulu uh, by the time you guys heard me say that. And I'm very, very sorry about that. That if you watch this movie, you had to pay for it. Dan so, enjoys <laughs> listening to our lying to our listeners. I, in the moment, in the moment when I'm trying to not have so much dead air and look for the the confirmation, especially at the end of the month when all the titles change, I find the wrong list sometimes. And the list I found said it was going to be there. And so my bad. <laughs> that was 100% on me. <laughs> but um, as punishment, I paid to rent it. Uh, I say punishment because I, spoiler, maybe didn't like this movie. But yeah, I am very sorry, guys. We try not to pick movies on purpose that you have to rent. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. That is, uh, that's what we got Thursday. Dukes of Hazard. Nick, remind everybody where they can reach out to us in the meantime. Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide. And Twitter, at Brownie underscore cinema, as well as Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Make sure you're checking out the profile picture. As long as it's the show logo, the bowl of popcorn with a brownie in it, that's us. Um, also, make sure you're sending us time machines or brownie bites it is, whether they are topics to discuss, countdowns to do, or uh, movie trailers review, as well as movies to review, with, whether they're in theaters or streaming, new releases or time machines. Uh, we're on Letterboxd, capital D, Brownie49 is Dan, and I'm on there somewhere. And, uh, make sure if you want to help us keep growing, keep shouting it, uh, keep, keep telling everybody about us. Shout it when you're making love, shout it when you get pulled over by a cop, shout it when, uh, you're at Walmart, shout it all the time. Uh, also make sure you're leaving us reviews on whatever platform you listen to us on. Five stars with words is the best way to do it. Let me see if we have a new review. I don't think we do. I checked earlier. I was looking at our emails earlier, and I didn't see any emails either. Do we get an email every time we get a review? No, I'm just saying, like, general, like, emails to us. Oh. Yeah, because... Nope, last, we... one, last one was the one that your sister left us where I said, boy, howdy, and you were like, wait, did she say boy, howdy? Yeah. Um, but actually, emails, by the way... Um... We may or may not be making a pick based on an email we got to tease what's coming at the end of the week. Nikki. Wow, that was <laughs> kind of threatening and foreboding. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, all good. Guys, we will continue to always be here in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms here and around the globe. Shout out to you international listeners. We know you're out there. We love you. Thank you so much. Phew, okay. <laughs> i'm getting really bad at remembering to do that <laughs> oh my god that's that was funny uh but yeah listeners we have been seeing improvements in 2021 over 2020 but they will only keep getting better if you keep wearing your mask washing your hands opening your ears and your hearts and giving a damn about each about each other and go out and get your damn vaccine I am one shot deep into mine as of this taping. Nick, you are right around the corner from getting yours as well. T tomorrow morning is my first Woo! dose. Ah, oh, that's exciting. Uh, and then by June, we will be fully vaccinated, ready to get back to the original format of the show. Oh, my God. 16 months. 16 months, people. Not to say that, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to demean anyone else's problems. I'm just, <laughs> this is our show, and these are the problems that we were dealing with. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but, like I said, go and get your vaccine. Continue to take care of one another. And that is how 2021 will end on a better note than 2020. And we'll be back to normal. 
Dukes of Hazard is on Thursday. And I almost forgot to say, our last Fast and Furious review is on Friday. It is Hobbs and Shaw, so keep We're an free! <laughs> so keep an eye and ear out for that as well. Hobbs and Shaw is going to be out on Friday. We'll catch you all later. Uh, on a serious note, uh, David Backus was my favorite hockey player when I first got into hockey. He was former captain of the Blues. And tonight is likely his final game of his career, but was really likely his last game ever in St. Louis. Um, so, Captain, congrats on a good career. And uh, hopefully, if this is your last game, enjoy retirement. Also, RIP Olympia Dukakis. We didn't have a news episode this week, but rest in peace. We'll miss you. We'll remind you what our second Dude, of the week is. Dude, shut up. You can get a free cake with a 10-piece meal at Long John Silver's. <laughs>